Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on July 4th is a very, very special guest. It is the one and only Kristen with Fitness Elite out of New Jersey. Kristen, happy Monday. Happy 4th of July. How are you doing? What's going on? Well, happy 4th of July, JJ. Um, what's going on? Just living a life of independence, I guess, right? There we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I appreciate you being here again. <laughs> Thank you for it. And look, we're excited to have you on here today. But before we dive in, to the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Fitness Elite. You know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people, right? If I came in and I'm like, hey, give me a rundown of what you guys do here. Talk to me, explain that to us. Well, we're a personal training studio at first and foremost. Um, we uh, have a line that says, turn off your excuses and turn on your greatness. And that's kind of how we infiltrate into our, we put it into our whole business. Um, being personal touch first into the personal training. Then we uh, dive into group training and do a lot of um, post rehab training in terms of alignment and um, just giving people uh, what they need in terms of uh, getting stronger and feeling better about themselves. So yeah. I love that. I love that. I think that's super important, right? Especially what they need, right? Because again, people might think they know what they want, but it's really about what they need. So I think that's a big component there as well. And so let's dive into the bare bones basics here. We'll start with the basic of the basics. Um, how many members are you serving currently? So currently we're serving about 250 members. Um, yeah, it's, it's a smaller gym, but it's, uh, yeah, everyone's like family. So yeah, 100%. <laughs> so yeah, the good, yeah, we have the, the, the trickle of good energy, as I was saying before, a little bit um good energy coming from the coaches into the clients and then back to the coaches yeah. and uh it's like a little family a hundred percent yeah it's uh you might say it's a smaller gym but it's a big family if you ask me 250 family members i mean <laughs> come on yeah. you know that's awesome though i think uh that community right is super big when you can build a strong community like that right and it's obviously thanks to to yourself right and how you run the business and how you expect your employees to run it as well i think that's awesome and so you know for you, what's been the best practice, right? The best method of getting those people through the door, right? Because you probably, maybe you started with a couple. Maybe I don't know if it was 50, 100. How did you get the rest of those members to come through the door? What's been the best practice, right? Because there's obviously word of mouth. There's digital marketing. There's flyers. There's so many things you can do. But what's worked the best for you guys? This is a really good question because I think I've learned a lot of lessons through this. And it keeps coming back to the one thing that works uh, we started next to kind of a, a taekwondo studio, actually, and uh, started by getting in front of the parents of the taekwondo athletes, you know, and um, uh, okay. they were interested. Yeah, the kids were interested. And um, then I kind of did some, you know, generic flyers and and the uh, shopping carts when they used to have the ads on the shopping carts. Yeah, <laughs> I did all of that stuff. But the one thing that it came down to is actually giving it your all to people when you're in front of them. Um, and then just speaking what you love to do, speaking about what you love to do in front yeah. of people. And so we're 
primarily a referral based business. Um, it sounds funny, but uh, yeah, the the values and the referrals, just doing your job right and uh, loving yeah. what you do. Uh, so that's that's our main source of marketing. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of move into, um, you know, getting out there and, and, and putting up little signs and flyers, but literally the, the little things, the work is, is doing your job right and bringing people in that way. Um, and that's, I love that because everyone's connected in some way. So, yeah, which is awesome. And I think uh, whether you know this or not, but, uh, for the viewers, uh, a, a big thanks to to referrals, right? It's just because they were fulfillment, which is exactly what you said. It, it's you're good at what you do, right? You practice what you preach and you deliver. And I think since your, your fulfillment is so strong, you're going to get those referrals inevitably, right? Because not sure if you know this either, but people refer to raise their status, right? And think about how much easier it is to have somebody come through the door when they already trust you because Brenda was like, oh, no, Kristen's the best. You got to go here. She comes in, she trusts Brenda already, so she's going to trust you as well. So, I mean, come on. I, I don't think it can work any better, right? I think that'll yeah. constantly be around for years and years to come. You know, there I think. Other, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, there okay. is the other part is just having a presence on uh, Google has been like uh, another one that's hit me over the years. I'm pretty old school. So I, I started with <laughs> referrals and I'm like, yeah, you know, this is this is where it's at. And I think our Google page and um, our website, just having a built website, my husband actually designed her website much yeah. better. It was really a, just a very generic <laughs> kind of, uh, I plugged in those, those little plugins and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he did a great job. Um, and, uh, and that's actually helped is having a presence on Google and then being committed to kind of making little offers here and there each month. I think that helps like being just committed to that marketing, just whatever sure. really works for you. Um, and then we, like I said, we have some great clients who, uh, who appreciate what we do and then they review us. And uh, we're, I'm so grateful for that because I think the reviews have definitely helped. We've actually had some people request a trainer based off of the reviews. Like I yeah. want to work with that, the trainer, cause she seems really popular on our, on your reviews. And um, that's actually been an eye opener to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I really need to hit up the online market. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm and I feel like sometimes I'm way behind. Um, so I have some help from the younger millennials. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, yeah. You're not online. Like get online, Kristen. I'm like, okay, okay. I think, yeah. I mean, obviously as the industry has innovated, I'm sure with COVID you understand, like, I mean, that was yeah. definitely a, a place you needed to be essentially. Right. Cause nobody could go outside. So at that point, I do think, yeah, it definitely has served as an, as an as an asset there as well. And it will continue, of course. And I think, you know, obviously we're not in that, that same era of COVID, but, um, you know, kind of back in that in between where, you know, the referrals will still constantly work, you know, because obviously we're going to come back in and, and start to work with people in person just as much as they were prior. But again, I, like you said, I think it's something to not disregard either, but that online space does play an asset as well. You know, whether you're on it entirely and that's not, you know, I think it's better to have more versatility versus being dependent on one or the other. So which I think you're doing a great job of doing here. No, I, I know you said you could do more, but I mean, you're still <laughs> doing it. You know? <laughs> so, but now let me ask you this, Kristen. So if, if let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited here. I mean, hypothetically speaking, of course, but how much could you handle? What would that max number be for you? So uh, it's funny. Max is dependent on how willing you are to stop growing. 
I always looked at it that way. And, um, and hey, if we needed a bigger space, we could always get a bigger space. Uh, I do like, you know, we do have one location. Uh, we do have a home location. Uh, I've been approached about um, kind of franchising out, but right now it's, it's dedication to that home location. Yeah. Uh, so what it would look like is just growing a little bit more in terms of space, but we have uh, six trainers in there um, with some of them have their own clientele that they bring to the gym. Um, so that's another part of the business is that uh, trainers, independent right. contractors, essentially, um, if the energy fits. <laughs> can bring, <laughs> that's I love that. Um, I love can that. bring their trainees with them. Uh, and then become part of our family of fitness elite. And, um, and then we have our employed, our employed trainers in there. So we each kind of mm -hmm. work together. Gotcha. I mean, it's a pool of learning too. Yeah. Learning from all the other coaches, kind of their specialties. And it's, uh, it's amazing every day. It, it just makes me feel good and cozy yeah. inside because yeah. that's what I love. I love to learn from other people as well. So no, a hundred percent. And I think I want to highlight one thing that you mentioned, right? Is where like, I know we've been laughing about that energy fits, right? But I think um, it's just as important to have that, that click, you know, just like your clients look for with you, but within your employees as well, right? I think people disregard, I think people think, oh, more clients, more this, more that all internal in regards to the client side, but on the back end with employees and whatnot, if you don't retain your employees or you don't have the employee that's going to, you know, fit the mold with your culture it's just as bad as not getting any clients you know i think that's really just as important and i think you know as much as we laugh at it but i think it's really true it's a big highlight you know to really say like i think if you can feel because again everybody makes decisions based on emotion everybody buys based off emotion so if you feel like it's a good fit it feels right for you and the gym feels right right that's the biggest thing because it can take one person and the culture can be off yeah and everybody feels it you know so it's nothing to jeopardize you can't well. just, yeah, for them as well. You want them to want to be there. Yeah. You want them to want to be dedicated to creating the space, um, and that's that's huge. Yeah. You, know, you can't you can't teach that. Uh, that's one thing that's unteachable, um, and I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> so yeah. that was, it's but that true. was a great lesson to learn um, because I feel like you know I would like to give everyone the opportunity, everyone the opportunity, and uh, sometimes uh, the one the one factor there or the one condition there is energy. Um, now, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's just a, I think it's it's a big it's like a word I like to use conviction, right? Because people think that the biggest thing is oh having the best prices or having the best offer, but it's just the belief. You you obviously this is your baby. You believe in it. You're convicted to the max. You're probably the best person. To, I mean, I don't know if you do the sales or not, but you probably could sell the best because you believe in it the most. But if you can translate that conviction to your employees. That's the secret, which I'm sure you do. Exactly. I mean, uh, exactly. I'm sure you, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I've had, I've had the coaches come in and, and I think that is where it is. Growth is, is being able to share your space with other people. Right. I mean, and um, have that culture, like you said, and uh, that's where it is when I, when I interview people or when I, when I have people interview people um, it's all about looking for that it factor. Like, do they have it? Do yeah. they have it? And yeah. that's and it's it's kind of like that air around them. <laughs> You're born <laughs> with it, right? You're born <laughs> yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I have to say, our all our coaches have the it. So yeah. that's awesome. awesome, and you know it, you know it. So that's yeah. great. That's great. And so let me ask you this: This is kind of a. I know we were talking about employees here, but let's go back into clients. And I think it's a good question to kind of, kind of, 
just open up a little bit and see see where you are with this. I think it's probably one of the most insightful questions for the viewers as well. So um, how do you go about tracking, right? I think metrics are super important, but, you know, lifetime value. So how long someone's been with you, churn rate. So, you know, if they join for 10 days and they fall off, right? If they're canceling, how do you go about tracking that stuff, right? Because I always say, as fitness professionals, you know, we track our body fat, we track our macros, you track how much weight is on the bar, but sometimes our metrics, it's like, I got a hundred clients or something like that. I don't know. But um, how do you go about tracking those numbers? That's a, that's a really good question as well. So we're fortunate enough to have pretty long-term clients. I mean, uh, even they, they talk about the clients, you know, reaching their goal and then the goal of just pure enjoyment of life and making it part of your life is a big part of it too. It's fitness does not end at just making one goal, right? Uh, sometimes it's, it's an escape and a discovery of yourself. Yeah. Um, so tracking, we have Excel sheets all the time. <laughs> so all of my, I'm, uh, I'll tell you I what, love that. yeah, it's the, I, you know, I know uh, there's a lot of gym softwares out there. Um, that have been calling me left and right. You know, I'm actually like, you know, we have a good system. We have a good system that works. And they're like, what system is that? And I go, Excel? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's old school. I'll say I still use Excel for everything. Except personally, I like it too. I I I, I think that's great. (laughs) And then then there's Google Excel. So then you can share it with everyone. I mean, Google Sheets. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's it's old school, but honestly- um, <laughs> if the system is shared uh, f- with all of your trainers and coaches and, um, and we each track our own sessions in that sense. And then, uh, I have an administrator who actually goes through and checks all those wow. sessions. Um, so it's having a system in place, like you said, to kind of check yeah. and, and keep up with your clients. Um, 100%. so, so if there is somebody that drops off pretty quickly, just noting the whys to that. Not necessarily triggering them as a as a client that dropped off or as a as a number that dropped off, but personally, what is the why that um yeah. that kind of uh, didn't stick with them? Why didn't we stick with them? I think um, I always say it, it's simplicity, right? I don't think it's about you know having the flashiest program or all that stuff. Because at the end of the day, all the bells and whistles are cool, and it might look cool that you can put your logo here and do all that stuff, but if you can simply track those numbers in an efficient way where you can share it with everybody, I don't know, old school is pen and paper. Come on, Kristen, that's old school. It works. You're, 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 <laughs> and if everything had to shut down, you'd still have your paper. <laughs> very true, very true. You might have, might have dropped a, a secret over there. <laughs> so, no, I love it. And look, so I, I want to ask this question. I think this one is probably the biggest self-reflection of them all. It's a good way to kind of put yourself in a hot seat for yourself. Right. And then kind of just self-reflect on yourself, which I probably said like three times, but a good self-reflection question. <laughs> so, but uh, what we've been discussing this entire time throughout the podcast has been the pillars of business. And there's five, but we use three more predominantly than any in the fitness and gym industry. And that's going to be your marketing, right? Which is lead generation, right? Just getting people through the door. Then you have your client acquisition, getting somebody from interested to actually being a paying customer. Okay. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Kristen, where do you feel like you could improve the most? 
uh, there's a guy who I was sitting at a restaurant and he was our waiter and you could learn from everyone. I mean, it was great. He actually had owned a restaurant business and then said like, oh, it was too much for me. I just want to be a waiter in his retirement. (laughs) (laughs) So he went back to waiting and he said, there's one thing that you have to uh, know. And it's, um, it's the, the most costly thing to a business in, in a restaurant, he was saying, is having a seat open, um, which, which means no, no, no people to eat at your restaurant, right? Yeah. So marketing, um, marketing would be getting the clients, getting the clients interest. I feel like all clients have the interest, but it's about finding and connecting with them, um, what you can offer, you connect those two things, right? So, but marketing is something that I feel like is always going to be something I can improve on. Um, just like I said, the um, manual marketing, more more of that instead of just the <laughs> passive marketing, because there is yeah. passive marketing. I do believe in it, being committed to kind of posting, being committed to making sure those flyers are in the local stores, being committed to, picking up the phone and maybe calling an older client. Um, The commitment is, is there. Um, It's about just keeping going with that and then getting every one of those coaches to kind of be on the same page as you, because I think the army where the army is bigger, the force is bigger, right? So uh, especially online. Um, So if you can share a post, you know, that you create like a summer promo with Mm -hmm. your coaches and then your coaches can share that on their page. Um, some are very popular, more popular than I am. <laughs> not, you know, my follower base is, uh, you know, I gotta hit that up a little bit more. But <laughs> I mean, hey, it's always please. But just having that army kind of that believes in what you do uh, with you is is where it's at, and then being willing to share. So marketing for sure, because if we didn't have a client walk in the door, we're not a gym. Yeah, yeah. we're not. Yeah, so. No, I appreciate the honesty and transparency there. I mean, regardless of success, right? I think for what you're doing and where you are in business, I mean, a lot of people would even see a hundred clients and be like, oh, wow, that's impressive, right? But the fact that you still understand and know that you can improve in certain places and be honest on air, especially, I appreciate it and the viewers appreciate it. I think it's an eye-opener for everybody. So thank you for that. Um, and last two questions for you here, Kristen, my two favorite questions in itself. And this first one is, if you could go back in time, right? Actually, We'll save that one for the end. (laughs) What's the bigger picture here? Let me ask you this. What's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? So long-term for me, um, this has been actually, this is a perfect time to speak about this. Um, I love personal training myself. I love to train um, people. I love connecting with people. I love seeing them go further than they ever expected. Um, I am recently nine months pregnant. I guess I don't know how you get recently nine months pregnant, nine months of pregnancy. And, Congratulations. Uh, and so I thank you. And so I've had to make the transition between loving what I, um, loving what I love to do is personal training, being an active trainer to more of the management side of things. Um, and, and then growing other people and raising them up as coaches. So my long-term personally is to uh, build that community uh, that Fitness Elite was when I first started, that love of training, um, even larger through other trainers and other coaches, and um, just have that, have that energy build, have that gym build. So 
and then possibly spread into different um different locations with with that idea because uh wow. it's it's hard for me to back away from training a little bit and i'm not going all the way <laughs> i can't <laughs> say i'm gonna step back all the way um because it is something that i really love to do but it's yeah. just growing in general in terms of numbers of coaches and then um having their clients enjoy the atmosphere as well so um creating that, I love that. yeah I love that. That's awesome. And, I mean, and, and, and again, congratulate. I would have never, you should have mentioned that in the beginning. I would have done a bigger intro. Second now, actually, I'm in labor. Did I mention that's that? That's what I would say. I was like, holy cow. I mean, holy cow. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing that. Congratulations again. Is it your first child? It is my first. Yeah. yeah. Well, my Girl first child the gym. <laughs> The bit, like you said, the baby was the gym, and so um, this yeah. is the second number two. Number two. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, congratulations to you and your husband here. And so, one last question for you here, and I my favorite question, my favorite question by all means. I almost spoiled it, but um, uh -oh. you know, uh, if you could go back in time to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really, really needed to hear. That would have made a bigger difference, a bigger impact on your success earlier, whatever you may say. Um, what would that advice be for you? This is another awesome question, JJ, um, because I was pretty young when I started the gym. I actually came back from college interim, interim. Um, and uh, I had some stuff going on in, in my family. And so started the gym, uh, as an escape almost escape to to i love the gym they use the gym to as an escape and uh and it built from there um so if i sat me down 16 years ago i would say uh don't rush and build a system my brother always says that in the system if you have a system that works and you can adapt that system you know depending on how you learn your lessons um having a system in place um build out that marketing side, those five pillars, like you said, build out um, the retention of clients side of things, the ideas at least, and write them down on paper. Um, I think I kind of loved people. I loved, like I said, I loved seeing um, people happy and the results that people got and, and people's confidence level changing. So I kind of was running with the business and learning at the same time without a solid system in place. And it does take a long time to learn what, what that is for you. You know, I think everyone's yeah. is a little different, but if you start with those five pillars and you start with your mission and what you really want to do and what you really want to um, portray to the people in there and your employees, your future employees, I would say that's going to help a lot because it'll keep you on track. Um, instead, you know, a lot of our entrepreneurial spirit takes us into that like realm of clouds <laughs> where we start flying, we start flying and we're running really fast and, and we kind of like, can't keep it. We can't, you know, we're never caught up with our ideas and our thoughts. And that was me. I was a flyer. <laughs> um, so just, just having something to ground you, uh, even if it's notes every day that you take, like right now I have, um, I have like my Google sheets. I have a shared notes with each one of my coaches, um, where we put in our concerns. We put in our, 
um, daily tasks that we want to complete, uh, just to communicate, just to keep that communication open. And it feels like you have a team behind you. And that's part of that system. So um, kudos to my brother, Tommy, um, who said, you know, if you have a good system, everything will run smoothly and you can always make little changes to that, to that system. So that's Kristen, that was uh, a mic drop of an answer. If I could drop this oh, mic yeah. right here, I definitely would. Can I borrow yours? Flip <laughs> the computer, get it out of here. Oh my God, way to knock it out of the park there with that close out. Um, and thanks to your brother for that response there too. Because <laughs> I know you learn from everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, Kristen. But before we sign out, you know, please shout out your Instagram, your Facebook website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Thank you. Yes. Um, and thank you, JJ, for this opportunity. Um, Jim Lords, that's, that's an awesome idea. <laughs> I know you had so many. <laughs> that oh, as well. Not my idea. This one was not mine. I'll be honest. Okay. Here, okay. <laughs> You're part of it. <laughs> You're part of it. There we go. Um, there we go. So it's uh, fitness elite and it's www.fitnesseliteusa.com because we're going to take over the USA, then the world, right? <laughs> um, and uh, our Instagram page is at Fitness Elite USA. And um, my phone number? No. <laughs> hey, I love, I love I talking. I don't know if you want to call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can check out the website and everything. We have a Facebook page. Everything's pretty um, for, forming that way, Fitness Elite USA. And uh yeah, it's yeah. it's or come and check us out at, in Hillsborough, <laughs> Hillsborough, New Jersey. There so we if you're go. Around that area, just stop by. There we go. Hillsborough. Look, uh, Kristen, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast, and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Stick around for one second if you can, so I'll let you know how you can podcast. I'd appreciate that. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us talking about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke Steele. Joining me on this show is Jeremy from Seminole Strength and Conditioning out in Tallahassee, Florida. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. How are you today? Thanks. I'm pretty good. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate you being here. First of all, taking time out of the busy life of being a gym owner to sit down and give back to the industry a little bit today. I think that's huge. So thank you. Um, and I'm excited to learn about your business, but really before we dive down that rabbit hole, tell me, you know, what was it, Jeremy, that made you decide to become a gym owner? I grew up lifting weights pretty much like I would say most gym owners um, that at least have a desire or a drive to do that. Uh, was driving about an hour and a half to two hours every single day to work out. 
and it was either from I lived in Central Florida at the time, so I was either driving to Orlando or Tampa um, just to have the right equipment and the right spotters and everything, and figured there was a better way of doing it. So wanted to get out of the career that I was previously in and start a new one. So I figured this was a good good change of pace. Cool. Um, so it's something like you've always had a, a passion for exercise, weightlifting. And so you're like, hey, yeah, like there's no other way that I would go than open my own gym one day. And so now yeah. you have your own, you have your own facility, seminal strength and conditioning for our listeners. Give us like an elevator pitch, I guess. Like tell us, you know, who you are, the services that you have to provide at your facility. Just kind of paint that picture because I think like all gyms are a little bit different. So I want to hear your, what, what your gym is. Um, so like I said, I'm Jeremy, I'm a powerlifter. Um, so getting the right equipment for powerlifting is a little bit more difficult than like if you went to a commercial gym, um, they tend to not really like the, the heavy deadlifting, the chalk, anything like that. So I wanted to make sure that if I had a, a place of my own, that I had everything that I would actually need. Um, so we wanted to make sure that I had everything, not only for me, but for any other kind of powerlifting or strongman or anything. So we've got the full line of strongman. We've got for powerlifting, obviously, like the competition benches and everything and deadlift bars, but we also have like a monolift and we've got the chains and bands and anything that you would really need to kind of further your 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 lifting career with that. Um, we wanted to get branch out and so we got like Olympic lifting gear and we have pretty much everything for bodybuilding. So we've got the machines and, and dumbbells and stuff, but we wanted to be like a more all around, but the gym kind of feels like it's your place. So do whatever you really want to do. If you want to run down the road with dumbbells, we don't care do whatever you want just kind of like do it respectfully yeah cool so people are coming in and really doing their own thing which i think that there's definitely like a need for that in this industry like there are a lot of people who already know what they're doing and they just want to be able to come in get their workout in, and go home but there's also like a clientele of people that need that extra guidance and so do you guys offer, you know, one-on-one or semi-private if people are looking for that? You know, not everybody knows how to use the machines. Not everybody knows how to lift weights, but they're interested in learning. Do you offer one-on-one for those people? We do. Um, we get a few calls a week um, of people saying like, yeah, I'm interested in your gym, but I honestly have no idea how to use any of it. Um when you walk in our gym, it's a little bit more intimidating if you don't really know what everything is. So we do have the personal trainers that will walk you through it and they write the workout out and they walk you through it and they make sure your form is good and that you're actually like performing every lift to like the, the capacity that the muscles are supposed to take. Um, aside from that, if you do know a little bit more, we have programming. So we've got a few people here that will do your workout for you. If you just need guidance on what to do, but you really know how to do it yourself and just need a little bit more extra background work with it. Yeah. And I think that it's also a great, like, if we look at the business here, when we can offer like one-on-one or programming, things like that, it's like extra supplemental, like kind of revenue coming into the business, right? Um, With a 24-7 open model gym, like you have your memberships and usually that's about it. But if we could add in personal training and, and things like that does help the business. Right now, what percentage of the business would you say is coming from personal training? Um, right now, we actually have just lost a couple um, of the trainers, but it's not much, but kind of like how I look at it is if I can get the personal trainers 
um, they, they all basically pay like a flat rent fee. If I can get them covering like just a certain amount of the bills, then anything else on top of that is just kind of like extra. Um, so if I can get like, maybe like the, the internet and the, the utilities paid for just with personal training money, then that's, I just, that's set aside. Um, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good to have that. Do you think that is a possibility in the future as you guys continue to grow to make that e an even bigger part of, you know, what you guys do so it's covering more than just you know the the rent and the the kind of expenses yeah definitely we, we're definitely looking for more actually right now um because not only like the more trainers we have the more people are actually paying rent for the gym but that's more advertising that they're a little bit more passionate to to bring people in just because it's more money for them if it's more money coming into the gym yeah and our like also, if we have members that are interested in personal training, they see that as like more value that we're bringing to them. Um, so like if we can offer personal training to our current members, like, hey, you know, we have this available, maybe they're looking to lose a little bit of weight, or maybe they're looking to gain 20 pounds of muscle or whatever it might be, like we could offer these services to them and they see us as even more valuable. So it's a really interesting kind of idea to think about. That's something that a lot of businesses in, in this particular model are, are lacking on is the idea of like personal training is really you can really just grow and expand upon it um, if you do it right. But I kind of want to ask, you know, within the, the business right now, how many members do you guys have? Um, we go up and down. Uh, we are a college town, so we fluctuate two or three different times. Um, we usually hover around 400 members right now. I think we've dropped down to about 340. Um, the most we've had is 435. Um, that was actually last year. Um, most gyms shut down and we actually did not and so we were we were given permission to stay open just with certain stipulations and um, so there was nowhere else for anybody else to go so they all came to us um but we, we usually hover around 390 to 400 members as we are now okay so you're kind of at a place right now where you're a little bit lower than you were like at your best um yes. and so are you guys looking to increase like your members? Are you looking to take on more members right now? Would you ideally like to be closer to that 450 kind of point or like where, where's your head at there? So right now our current uh, location, it's, it's hard to get more than like 415, 420 people. Um, obviously the gym isn't full of 400 people at one time, but our busiest tends to be with that number about 25 to 30, which is getting pretty, pretty tight um luckily most of the people who come in at the busiest time are kind of like it's a diverse crowd so you've got a lot of people that are outside pushing the sled a lot of people are hitting the bag a lot of people are doing strongman stuff um but monday is chest day for 99 percent of the, the lifting community so it's even though we've got like four or five benches they they still develop a line um so we kind of have outgrown that um we would like to get back up to at least the 400, but we're looking to move here soon to a bigger location so we can actually increase that number to maybe 500. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So um, where are you guys at? Like in the process of like moving, like, do you have a lead? Like, do you have, are you, do you have a new lease that you're moving into or like what, what, where are you at with that? So we've got a few people working with us, um, some agents and a few, one guy actually our previous, owner of our building um owns quite a few things in tallahassee 
um, and they're all looking for us. There was one that came up that was like a solid lead. And it would have been perfect. Uh, it was it was bigger inside. It has we've got currently one roll up door, so middle of summer it gets a little bit hot. Um, this one had five on each side, oh, wow. so it was very open. There was also about fourteen thousand square foot of covered area outside, um, and then like four acres at some parking lot. So it would have been perfect. Um, they only really wanted to lease it out for a year or less. And that's a whole lot of equipment for us to move into yeah. a, new, a new building, pay first and last month and get everything settled and then have to find another place like immediately. Yeah. So that was yeah, only I mean, that's not ideal for that's not ideal for business either for you guys to be moving around that much. You want to find a like a nice long lease. Right. That way, you know, it's it's more of like a long-term thing for you. Um in terms of like when you get over there, what do you guys actively do to find new clients because when you get over to a bigger space the possibility of more and more clients is going to be like realistic you'll probably be able to have way more than 435 clients so what does that process look like like how do you find new clients um honestly we've done a lot of different ways um we i've got somebody that's kind of helping me with um, advertising um he's worked a lot with like amazon and google and stuff so we've got our our keywords and everything that comes up with our website we've got all that tied into like google maps and um, to Facebook and my, or not my, my space, um, Instagram. Um, but we've got everything kind of like linked together, like as one and it prints out like daily or weekly and monthly little stats on like who visits the gym and how many people ask for like directions and how many people call. However, the, the rate of return on that is not great. It's okay. Um, if we asked every single person who came in, how they heard about us, it's word of mouth. Um, the trainers have brought in a, a good majority of them just because obviously they're a little bit more motivated to bring people in. Um, but word of mouth is we're set off like in the outside of town. So it's not like you're going to drive by the gym and see it. We're like on a, a, a short road that's behind a Home Depot. Um, so you're not going to be passing it unless you're going to like the store that's beyond us. But um, word of mouth is like, by far the biggest contribution to our actual sales. Yeah, for sure. I mean, no matter where you're at in this industry, or, you know, who, who you are, word of mouth is always going to be everybody's favorite because it's free and who doesn't love free, right? Yeah. Um, when I was a little girl, I loved it when they gave away the free sample at Sam's Club. And now as an adult, like if, as a business owner, I can get free stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. So like acquiring clients, like without spending any money, best feeling in the world. Um, but you know, the downfall to word of mouth is like, we can't control it. So if we're looking at, you know, we move into this new space and we want to hit 600 members by X amount of time, we can't, we can't project that and we can't control it because we can't control the speed at which word of mouth happens. Um, we hope that we can, and, and sometimes we do, but we can't. Um, so that's why a lot of gym owners supplement with other things. And it sounds like you guys have, you have done some advertising with Google, Facebook, things like that. Um, but you haven't seen a huge return on investment. Why do you feel like, why do you feel like that is? Like, um, why haven't you seen a return on investment there? I don't know. Like when it shows like, like, especially like say through Facebook or Google, 
um, it'll say like our number one click is usually like gyms near me is usually what people are searching for. Um, there is a free gym on on campus at FSU here for students. Um, okay. They are a little bit more strict in their in their rules and their hours, especially during COVID. There was like a line and you had to like sign in like three days in advance to like, I want to lift at two, at two o'clock and they give you a one hour lifting block. Mm-hmm. Um, so it got a little frustrating for a lot of people then. Um, but most people are just like, it's like I said, the number one search that we get is just gyms near me. Um, I think that the biggest reason that word of mouth ends up hitting the most is just because they obviously trust the person that's actually like, telling them um they'll be like man you should come to my gym it's and we let them try it out the first time for free um so we kind of push that we every now and then we'll offer like every um every person that you bring in that signs up then you get a free month um that doesn't really spark an interest um ironically enough the the more interest comes when we just say like every person you sign up you get 20 bucks cash um, it sounds better, but it's actually, our membership is $35 a month. So it'd be better just to get a free month, but, um, just to kind of spark a little bit more interest and get people like talking about the gym a little bit more. Um, that's kind of like what we use to help push their agenda. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, and so it sounds like, you know, obviously word of mouth is great. And I think that, like you said, word of mouth is cool because like, the clients who come in through word of mouth, that trust is already there. Um, so like, we really don't have to do anything to kind of like sell them at that point. They're already bought in. Um, they know our service is great. They know our service is better than that campus gym, like whatever. Um, but there's also like a clientele that's like out there, probably in your community who doesn't even know that you exist because they're not actively looking for a gym. Um, and for a lot of people, that's kind of what happens. Like they stumble across it and then it sparks that like interest, like, oh, you know, maybe I would benefit from lifting weights a couple times a week. Um, let me inquire for some information. And so a lot of gyms are like tapping into these people by running like ads on Facebook, on Instagram, um, you know, like, Hey, come in, um, and check out our gym, whatever offer you have. Some people have offers, other people don't. Um, and then you like place that on Facebook and like reach people in your community who didn't even know that you existed, especially if you're not in like a, an area where there's a lot of foot traffic. Is that something that you guys have tried or something that you're open to trying? It is. We've tried it. We've tried both ways of um, targeting like the audience like, within like 10 or 15 miles of us between the ages of 18 and, and 55. Um, we've also branched in and started um doing a little bit more of the algorithm search to where if you search like on Google, like gym equipment, then our ad will start popping up in your feed on like on whether it is. Um, even with that, we, we maybe, maybe 5% of the people that actually come in are actually from that. Uh, they just kind of like scroll past it, just thinking it's just another ad. Uh, unless like we actually get like some just obnoxious, repetitive, like advertising, like those, the car salesman that you hear and you memorize their number so if you're looking for a car, but I mean, we, we don't have that. So the only other like really alternative that we've come up with that we're gonna really start pushing once we actually move is um, not necessarily advertising to members, but to business owners and pushing that if they get like a flat fee that would cover like 10 of their employees, like all their employees, whatever, how many they have, the business owner would actually pay for it, which would reduce his insurance, but then it would also be like a perk for like them hiring people. like. If you start working at 
I, I don't know, like a, the tile store, then that comes with a free membership. And that way, like whether they come or not, we're going to pay from the business owner monthly. Yeah, that's a, that's a really um, smart thing to do, like create those like business partnerships. Um, and that helps with word of mouth too. So you're, you're continuing to grow your business that way. But I mean, that is going to take time on your behalf, or I don't know if you have somebody that helps you with the business side of things, but like takes time to reach out to these businesses and build that relationship and get them in the door and all of those things. Um, but nonetheless, definitely something that is a valuable piece of growth. Um, want to ask you, you know, if you take a look at the business right now, what's something that you feel like Jeremy has been a bottleneck or a challenge for you guys and what are you doing or what have you done to kind of overcome that? We haven't really had a whole lot of challenges, to be honest. Um, I don't know. We've got, I'll say we've got a very diverse group of people that come in um, in all aspects of life. Um, lately, like the big, the big thing is like, obviously like the political side and we've got very, I wouldn't say like extreme, but we have very obvious left wing versus right wing that come in, but it almost seems like this is neutral, neutral ground. Everybody just comes and shuts up and lifts. Uh, so we haven't really had a whole lot of stuff. I mean, there's normal gym drama that happens with clients every now and then. Um, we try not to really get involved with it and kind of handle it and stop it before it really gets out of hand. But there hasn't really been anything major that we've had to really endure, to be honest. So the business right now, in your eyes, is like in a really, really good spot then. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we're just in that little time frame where summer came and all the students went home. So we've lost like a good solid 50 people. But other than that, I mean, I know they're going to come back. Most of them have just put their accounts on hold. So they'll be back. But hopefully when we move, it'll be like a new grand opening and we'll, we'll be back in the news and everybody will start hearing about us a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. And, and Tallahassee is a really big city. So if you really wanted to, like right now during the summer months, you could probably reach about 50 other people who probably live in Tallahassee year round, yeah. aren't students. Is that something that you guys have tried to do? Um, or do you just kind of accept the fact that summer is going to be your slower time of year? Um, to be honest, probably three quarters of our members are actually locals here to Tallahassee. Um, when we do get a student, a lot of times they end up not going home for summer. A lot take summer school or just end up having jobs here. So they end up staying anyway, like I did. Um, so there was, there's no, not all of them actually leave. Um, we do cater. We have a lot of police, fire, military, EMS here. Um, we offer like 10% discount. And then if there's so many, then we give like a corporate rate. Like the sheriff's department has like 17 or 18 of their, their deputies here. Um, so we, we try to cater a little bit more to local and then like, obviously they would also get the same incentive that if, um, they end up signing somebody up and they'll get a free month. Uh, but yeah, I want to say like a good, a good majority of our members are local. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, that you do have a good, you know, population of people that are local to your area because then you can count on them coming back year after year. Um, I, I want to ask like kind of a loaded question here is like, if I could hand you a magic wand, Jeremy, with a little bit of Disney magic, since I'm here in Orlando, um, and I'm like, all right, you've reached all your goals for this business. 
your dreams have come true. Um, what would that picture look like for you? So I'd say that we move into a bigger place and then we outgrow it. And then we move into another place that's big enough to where we would not grow it. Um, but solid enough to where there was like just a word alone, like word of mouth alone, that it would be successful in itself. So there's, there wouldn't be a need for like huge advertising. We can get somebody to kind of run it for us. And it's just kind of like a side equity as we open up another one, like in the actual city that we live in right outside Tallahassee. Um, and kind of open up a second one. And then once those two lines of credit are coming in, we have uh, another business to start after that. Yeah. So basically you're saying you want to just continue to grow in terms of like being able to help more people in the community, get really big, grow out of that space, move into another space and just like, hopefully like that space, you never outgrow it. Um, and so what has to happen within the business now for that to become a possibility in the future? I think once we move into a bigger place, um, like I said, one of the things that ends up, uh, we'll, we'll say the, the top two reasons that people end up not coming here and not staying is that they uh, either, one, they, they don't come because they don't know about us um, or we're just too far for them to drive. So we're looking to move a little, little bit closer towards like the campuses here in Tallahassee. We're closer to actually the community college, which is right on the outside of the west side of town. Um, we just don't really want to move too far because then we start losing people who drive here from other cities that are already west of us. And we don't want to make it a longer drive and kind of like yeah. lose that. But if we're in a, a location that's a little bit more easy to see from even like a drive-by kind of stay, um, stance, then... Um, I think it would, we'd get basically just like road advertisement in addition to any other advertisement that we're already doing. Yeah, I think location is really, really important. But I mean, there are gyms that I know that are like super successful that are like in the weirdest spots, especially here in Orlando. Like they're in the weirdest spots, no foot traffic, but they're just like tremendous at word of mouth. They're tremendous at advertising and reaching people in the community. And so like, I know with your mindset that you'll be able to get there. Um, it's just a matter of like always being open to like what the possibilities are. Um, and so um, last question I have for you is what's a word of advice that you would share with somebody who is very new in this business? Um, don't do too much too fast. I see a lot of people who, um, who want to get every single piece of equipment and have all the best of the best in there and they blow all of their savings on it. Um, take it slow and build your equipment, build your business over the course of a few years. Um, obviously you're going to need enough to start off and you're going to need like a basic to bring people in, but um, save up and do it a little bit at a time instead of blowing all of your savings on having the perfect equipment, but no money for rent. Uh, just go slow with it and let the gym support itself. Yeah, I think it's very easy for us to get like kind of this shiny object syndrome and be distracted by like all the cool things that we could do. And we do it all way too fast. And then it really doesn't play out well for us. So um, I appreciate that outlook. Uh, what is the Instagram or Facebook page for your facility? Where can we go to find you and learn more? 
Um, we are at Seminole Strength. Um, and it's there's also Facebook. It's I think it's pretty much the same as Seminole Strength and Conditioning. Uh, I think they are linked together. So if you click on one, you can go to the other from each one. Definitely. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing today, you know, your insight within the business. And I really, really appreciate your outlook. Um, listeners, thank you guys as for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Scott from Push Dynamic Training in San Jose, California. What's up, Scott? How are you today? Hi, Bree. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Likewise. Awesome. All right. So let's jump right into the details, wasting no time. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the story there? Uh, It's got started rather organically. Um, I I was a former professional baseball player. uh, And then when I retired or when I was done playing, uh, I started working at a kickboxing studio uh, just as a side gig to try to just to supplement the times I was working at a batting cage in the evenings, uh, teaching hitting lessons. And in the morning time, I wasn't doing too much. So uh, there was a kickboxing studio that I worked out at. Um, I talked to the owner and then started working up at the front, just kind of just letting people in, working at the front desk, just passing um, some of the time, making a a small check uh, to supplement the income that I was making another small check in the afternoon. Uh, it turned from the front desk to teaching a class. Uh, one of the instructors, uh, a son ended up uh, getting hurt in the war. Um, and she uh, went back to take care of him and left her spot open. So the owner of the gym asked me if I could teach a class. I wasn't in sort of any mode to teach classes at the time. I was more of just doing one-on-ones and I was the trainer or trainee, not the trainer um, Mm -hmm. at the time. Um, But I dove in, started teaching the classes, kind of doing with what I was doing as far as my sport specific training was concerned prior to uh, me retiring. And I just morphed it into a class. Uh, It took off pretty well within the gym. 
And it ended up me taking her spot within that class because she ended up retiring because of uh, the situation that she had with her son. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just took her spot in the roster. And then from there, uh, ended up creating my own class um, and then making it go from there. I had more and more bites. And from having those bites, uh, the owner of that gym ended up leaving and relocating. And when he relocated, then so did I. And when I relocated, I ended up going into another gym and renting space within that gym, but having those same students meet me at that spot. And it kind of blossomed from there. Awesome. Okay. So not something that you necessarily expected to happen, but it just kind of grew organically for you. So that's cool. Yes. Awesome. All right. So as far as your business model goes today within the business, how are you structuring things? Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? Kind of walk us through the layout there. I do everything. Um, I do group X. Uh, I do semi-private as well. Uh, we do personal training. I do personal training um, in the hours that we don't have our group X or our small uh, semi-private groups. Um, and that kind of just runs the course throughout the week. Uh, we have a set schedule for classes that we do as far as group X, and that's three times a day, uh, five times a week. And then on the weekends, we do one class each day on Saturday and then one class on Sunday. Um, the small groups or the semi-private groups, uh, I have two of those, or I do two of those during the week um, in the early, early morning. Um, and then the privates, as I was saying before, I just, I fill in the gaps in the hours uh, of the day with those private classes or private uh, sessions. Okay. All right. And as far as your membership base goes, how many clients or members are you currently serving at your facility? I have a hundred, maybe just roughly a more or less than it's mm -hmm. There it fluctuates between so many dropping and close. I think my last count was at 97. Um, and it's a gym membership uh, and they pay like a monthly. I have drop-ins or punch cards as well that people can purchase. Uh, but as far as just like a gym membership uh, where people can purchase, whether it being unlimited, uh, partial monthly, or not partial monthly, but where they can have eight classes per month and it just rotates. And then there's also the punch cards where you can buy a block of sessions and it's not by the month and maybe by the three month block. And then they have three months to use up the punch card. Got it. Okay. And do you have, so it's either punch cards or month to month? It's either punch card or monthly or drop in. Okay. So are people committing to like a certain amount of time, like six months, 12 months, or is it just kind of taking it one month at a time? We used to have it for a two month where you'd have the 30 days to cancel your uh, membership. Mm -hmm. uh, since COVID uh, out here, things were kind of up in the air and it's kind of been pulling things back together. So mm -hmm. I really haven't put anybody on that uh, longevity commitment list as Got much. It. I just keep them month to month. Um, which is kind of not maybe the best uh, stress reducer for myself. Right. Uh, that's why I ask. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. It keeps everybody uh, not necessarily accountable, but it gives them the option, especially coming in um, to kind of feel their way through instead of an overcommitment 
that they may not feel that they can commit to within a week's time frame of classes, uh, they make that decision. I'm sorry, they won't make that decision within a week's time frame. If I give them an opportunity to come in, take a class for a week, uh, they might not have uh, their decision made. So month to month is kind of like what's been helping me keep my membership and then bring in news, new people. Got it. Okay. So now as far as marketing, advertising goes, getting the word out there about what it is that you do, uh, how do you approach that? Mouth to mouth and light social media footprint and mainly mouth to mouth. There's some small promotions that where there's giveaways at, at schools but since COVID, we really haven't really done too much as far as promoting the business through raffles and giveaways that, at, at fairs or such in, in the local, local schools, but more of mouth to mouth, if not more, only mouth to mouth. Let me be clear. Got it. Okay. And, and Yelp and Google, but not a big footprint on that. Yeah. Okay. And so what does growth look like on a monthly basis for you? Like how many people are you seeing come in on word of mouth on a, on a monthly basis? In honesty, um, three or four tops, mm-hmm. you know, a month, new yeah. blood where they would come in from referral, test it out three to four. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, usually although we'd like to be, usually we're not signing at 100% either. So how many of those are actually converting into some type of paying membership? One or two tops. Yeah, right. And that's that's what's challenging about relying only on word of mouth because it's like, you don't really know what you're going to get on a monthly basis. And then usually it's kind of like a slow trickle, right? And then the other side of it is that Usually we're losing one, two, three. I mean, industry average for churn on a monthly basis is 10%. So 10% of the membership, you know, that's, that's industry average. So that's much more than the people that you're bringing in on a monthly basis. Um, So it makes it really hard to be able to grow and scale and get to that next level. So have you been kind of stagnant within the membership um, over the last few months or so? Yeah, within the last few months for stagnant, actually, no. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny that you ask. In the last two months, if things have actually moved in a different direction. Prior mm-hmm. to that, then I would say, yes, um, it was definitely slow moving. Uh, yeah. and, and just for umpteen reasons, it was slow moving, but yes, definitely slow moving. Um, as far as that industry uh, percentage is concerned, I've been very fortunate that when people come in, they've been able, I've, I've been able to keep or retain the people that do kind of come in and then stay with it for the moment or two. But you are right, you know, there is that, that lack there of consistent refill. So if I do lose somebody, then it's, it feels as if it's very tangible and noticeable rather than it's just an influx of a new body or a new uh, member coming in or with that kind of systematic uh, refilling, if it not just monthly, at least every other month. And I would say that probably every third month where I might add one or two people. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it just, it makes it challenging to grow and it makes it a little bit more stressful as a gym owner, just because it's like, if somebody does leave, you feel it, you know? Um, so that can be a little bit stressful. So now let me ask you, why have you not done any type of paid advertising, like through Google, uh, Facebook, Instagram, anything of that nature? Uh, I tried through Yelp. And I think it just like, it, it seems as though listening to others uh, with the podcast that I have that same phobia of investing and lightly investing because everything is such on a tight budget that you really don't want to over invest or throw in the money into places that don't have that return. And then sometimes that return may take a moment. It's like planting a plant. I mean, I'm not to tell you anything or telling your audience anything that they probably don't already know. But like when you're based planting a plant, you put it down. Uh, if that return doesn't come within a short amount of time, then it's hard to refill that that pot again with more money, with the hopes and ideas that, okay, I'm going to have somebody come in through this venue. Um, with Yelp, I think I tried a campaign for six months and I really didn't see much action from it. Um, and it just kind of discouraged me from that. Uh, and then again, and, and marketing for me is my absolute weakest suit. Um, as most, well, I'm listening again to gym owners yeah. and there's really got it together. And then there's some that seem like they're former athletes or somebody who was getting into the business for a reason other than maybe to turn a buck and it just never formatted for me. We got down the road and now here we are. And I'm, it's just not my strongest suit. Every single time I go into it, it seems like I find an excuse to get myself out of it. And that's just to be frank and real, you know, keep that as honest as I can be. Yeah. Except for that's it. And bottom line is it shouldn't be, but the actuality is it is. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, you know, being straightforward and admitting that because it is uh, definitely the area that most gym owners struggle in the most is feeding the business. It's not something that you're taught, you know, even through all the certifications and education that so many trainers and gym owners have, that is not something that's typically covered. So usually that's the area that we kind of struggle in the most and it can be overwhelming to learn all of that stuff. So, uh, it's a very similar situation to many gym owners. Um, but on the flip side of it, it is one of the most important skills that you can have as a business owner, you know, just in general, not even just a, a gym owner, but a business owner to be able to feed the business with high quality, consistent leads. Um, so it can be, a huge game changer, you know, and as long as the ads are set up properly, I mean, Facebook right now is still the best converting platform above all others, which is kind of shocking to some people sometimes because they feel like Facebook is a little bit outdated, but it's yeah. not it's still number one for converting. Um, and then as long as it's set up properly, targeted properly, and you're getting at least three to one returns on your ad spend, then you're doing something right. It's just the question of how usually. Um, and then the other side of that, which is, this is something I wanted to touch on uh, before you said, a lot of times people are afraid of committing, you know, like they're afraid of committing to six months, 12 months, whatever it might be. And that's why the front end offer is really important. So 
the still to this day, the six week challenge is still the best converting front end offer because it allows you to get the people in the door for a long enough time, not just one week, but not six months, uh, for them to get in, become a part of the community, see results, and then it makes sense for them to stick around longer. Uh, and with that, you know, six weeks, you're able to get them in the door, provide them with fitness, nutrition, accountability, which allows you to charge more on the front end. So that's good for business, but then also good for the client because then they're more committed, right? People who pay, pay attention. So if they're putting money down up front, it's like, oh, well, I guess I better go to class. You know, well, I, I guess I better stick to the plan. And then they see the results and results are what keep people long-term. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's kind of like the code to crack as far as the advertising goes, collecting cash on the front end so that you can feed it back into the business and feed it back into the advertising so that nothing's coming out of your pocket. Right. Especially in the beginning, because it's hard to think about spending money on advertising when, you know, things are a little bit tight. So right. that's why, you know, a lot of people shy away from it because they don't want to just throw money out the window and just cross their fingers and hope that people show up, you know, which is obviously understandable. So yeah, correct. Yes. Yeah. It's a, a big one, a, a big area. Most people that I talk to on the show, it's that's the number one thing is like, how do I get people in the door? I suck at marketing. I don't know how to do it. It's overwhelming and I just don't want to pay attention to it. And yeah. you know, that's very, very common. So I'm uh, definitely not I, alone. There. And, I'm, and not a control freak, but I think that a lot of, for me, I probably should run uh, that campaign where it's a six week challenge. I never really have bought into that because I always feel like those are I, but it is, but if it is, it is. But I always felt in my heart that it was like a gimmick to try to get somebody to, the, the, you're, you're promoting something necessarily that may not be for longevity. Um, it's like, you know, people come in and they're saying, okay, I'm going to do a six week challenge. I'm going to go for it as hard as I can for the six weeks, give it what I got, take the pictures. And then at the six weeks, then I go back to whatever kind of habits that I had that don't produce the same results as you did during that six week frame. And then it kind of creates that whole, well, if I don't go as hard on this side, then I'm not going to receive this gift on the other side. So I may be overwhelmed. So therefore I'm not even going to do it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, like I said, I, before I'll talk myself out of it and, yeah. and that part of talking myself out of it, mm -hmm. of not doing that promotion, but maybe I should give it a, a some more thought and not necessarily just be so hard-headed and yeah. not wanting to do certain things. Right. And well, I mean, that's what I always say to gym owners that have that mindset. It's like, first of all, it's not serving you. Second of all, you're in control of what you are promoting within your facility. So if you don't want to sell a quick fix, don't sell a quick fix. Yeah. Sell it for longev longevity. You know, the conversations that you're having with people when they come in the doors is like, okay, well, this is going to get you started, but we all know that quick fixes don't work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, we're getting you started, but you're also selling the long-term membership on the back end. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, okay, this is going to get you rolling. This is going to help you get closer to where you want to be. But we all know that once you stop, those results go away. 
yeah. right? So it's like, it just gives you six weeks to build value and show them the value of your facility. Yeah, and then technology, that worked for me. That's good. Yeah, you know, that, and that then would, once, go yes, ahead. Yeah, it's okay. A lot of gym owners are, trust me. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm like, just listen, it works, I promise. Yeah, I need to be shaking a couple times. Yeah, it's I'm I'm good for the good shoulder shake a couple yeah. times and get me okay, 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 I'll listen. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And it's like, you know, once you start doing it and you see the results of it and you see the way that it changes people's lives, because a lot of times it's like they just need a little push. You know, it's the same kind of thing. A lot of times they're hard, hard headed too, right? Yeah. It's like they come in and they've tried this and they've done that. And they, it's like, this didn't work and that doesn't work. And I just, it's just my body, you know, it's just me. It's, this isn't going to work, yeah. you know? And it's literally, it's like the same thing with gym owners. It's like, well, that's a gimmick and my area and the people in my area won't like it. And that's too expensive. And it's not going to work for me and my gym. And it's like, all right, stop. Hold on. Yeah. Like, have you done it? No, it did. Like right. I said, easy, easy for me to come up with an excuse. The good part about it is I know I'm doing the excuse now. Whether yeah. somebody accountable to that excuse is different, but yeah, but yeah, I know when when it's in, when it's in the reason or an excuse. And yeah, all right. Other people, the reasons or excuses that accountable line, then I'm gonna follow it as well. And this is part of my line of accountability. I know that. Unfortunately, you know, it has to do with my bottom line survival and everything. I'm a family man and the whole skit. So I should not just be so flippant about my admission here, but yeah, it's kind of what right. And at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you're running a business and whether you got into it to make money or not, you need to make money to keep the doors open. Yeah, to keep everybody here. I mean, if I don't have the money to keep the door open, then I just let everybody down, including myself. So exactly. Uh, yes, I agreed. Right. So yeah, I mean, just getting past that and that happens within the sales process as well. It's like, well, you know, I'm not a salesperson or I don't like sales or this feels weird or, and it, these are all self-limiting beliefs, right? Because it's like at the end of the day, again, you're in control of what you're saying in your gym. You're in control of what you're selling in your gym. So right. you can still have integrity and help change people's lives. Like nobody said that you have to sell a gimmick. Yeah. No. You just blew my 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 theory out of the water. Uh, my excuse. You just kind of buried that. So I'm gonna yeah. come up with an excuse probably when we get off the podcast. Yeah. Why? But it's for okay. that, it doesn't work now anymore. So I'll, I'll think of something next time. <laughs> I have to come. That's up okay. With. We'll work through it. That's actually one of my favorite things to do is break people's beliefs around you know, uh, limitations, essentially self-limiting beliefs, because those things get in people's way so often, you know, and it's like the opportunity in this industry is there, you know, it's, it's there. And so many people just hold themselves back from it because of one thing or another and just stand in their own way. And it's yeah. frustrating to see because it's like, I know what's possible. I know what you can do. I know the amount of people that you can help. It's like, just get out of your own way, yeah. you know? Um, but it happens. It's, it's so common. Pretty much everybody that I talk to, it's the same thing. So I love being able to kind of like break through those things and just show you the other side. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like me seeing it in, in a different fashion, you yeah. know, just pushing that same line of training and physical fitness and the soul, that whole 
lifestyle. Uh, I, 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 I say the same things, get out of your own way. Don't come yeah. up with the reasons you're coming up with reasons. Oh, I have a sore foot or I have right. the wrist bothers. I do the same thing. So yeah. it, my turn on the other side, I recognize it and I'm not going to play the game of, Oh no, you know, it just, it doesn't, it's, it's different for me. It's not different for me. It's the same thing. And I'm just, I'm doing it in my own way, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I'd love to get out of my own way. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, if somebody wants to come and shove me or shake me out of my own way and please have at it. I won't take it too personal. Yeah. Um, just, uh, let me know you're doing it. Just don't come up from behind and push me. But, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's true. It's on the business side of things. It's like your clients come to you with their own self-limiting beliefs and their excuses. And it's the same thing on the business side of things. It's like, you know, what's possible for them in your gym if they would just commit to it. Right. right. And do the work. And it's the same thing on the business side of things. If you make a commitment and you do the work, you're going to get the results. Um, but that's typically what's lacking, right? The commitment and actually putting the work in. So that's true. Yeah. True. All right. So now what are your goals for the business? Where are you looking to take the thing? I like to call it like a, a unicorn goal, like perfect world, perfect scenario. Where would you like to see the business go? Uh, if, if I could have it in a perfect world, I'm going to take the cliche. I'm going to double my membership because everybody says that I'm going to go ahead and dive in with them and join the board and say, yes, I'd love to double my membership. Everything else is kind of pretty good. Um, as, as things are going, um, as the class participation and people, the feedback that I get from, uh, people who actually are here, uh, things are good. So I like that line of. Uh, where our training is moving or consistently staying on that course. Uh, but what I would definitely like is definitely more heads uh, into the gym. Um, and obviously but through the ways that we're talking about that I'm not doing. So uh, that would probably change uh, my outlook on this whole what we're doing on a day-to-day -day type thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But aside from the monetary bottom line, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the way that things are. Um, and I, I would just keep them as is. Uh, again, it would just probably just be taking the membership and moving it up a notch. Um, I don't think training, I would change too much or, you know, relationships. I don't think I would change too much, but I think it would reside with membership and then, bottom line income. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And within the gym, are you offering any other services or levels of service, whether that be nutrition, accountability, supplementation, retail, any other areas that provide more value for the clients, but then also allow you to have another stream of revenue for the business? I don't, uh, I, I have other trainers here mm -hmm. that work with nutrition, their, their, their lines of specialty are nutrition. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to defer out or if I'm going to um, provide anybody beyond the basic uh, lines of nutrition and take it to a whole different range of, of plans, um, I, I would defer that to some of the trainers that are here. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as um, offering anything else I really don't is, is mark or any supplements or I think we had somebody bring in uh, a food refrigerator 
uh, where they would make meals and people could purchase meals um, and they would leave a refrigerator and rent the space of the refrigerator in the, in the gym. Um, and then if people wanted meals then they would sign up through that company, the company would put the meals inside the refrigerator and then they'd uh, pick up the meals when they had come in to work out. Um, but that had a short lifespan and definitely post COVID, everything kind of just got restructured and getting things back into play has kind of been somewhat of the challenge because some businesses are now out of business and it just seems as though trying to reassemble things has not been um, quite as cohesive as maybe it was once. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to hear that you're able to refer out for nutrition, for example, under the same roof, because that's kind of the the idea that I was getting at there. I mean, when people start working out, it's like they have different spending wallets, essentially. It's like they start working out and they've got a budget for that. But then it's like once they start working out now, what else? It's like, OK, well, nutrition comes into play. So then it's like they've got some type of money that they're going to spend on that in one area or another. And then a lot of times it's like, okay, they start thinking about maybe I should take a protein powder. A lot of times people probably ask you like, should I be taking protein? What should I take? Maybe branch chain amino acids come into play, you know, different things that people start to ask about as they start working out and getting into a routine. And if you can keep those things under the same roof and not have to send people elsewhere for them, then that's ideal, obviously, because it's more business for you within the facility. So um, yeah, I mean, definitely some opportunity there um, once once you've restructured things in this post COVID situation, um, but definitely good to be able to provide other streams of revenue for the business. Obviously when we talk about supplementation, we gotta make sure that the uh, margins are there. Cause a lot of times if you're working with a company, you're purchasing stock, you're keeping it on your shelves, it doesn't sell right away. You're stuck with it, you know, whatever it might be. And a lot of times with a lot of companies out there, you're only making a couple dollars per sale. So if the margins aren't there and it, it won't make sense, but there are companies where it does make sense. You know, the foot traffic that I have, it almost not makes sense at the moment, just because, I mean, with the people that I have, it's a consistent same people. They almost, it seems right. as though they have somewhat of their routines um, to introduce supplements to people, especially if I don't, if I'm not a supplement type guy, I'd be pushing something that I don't necessarily uh, do for myself, mm -hmm. uh, Minos, uh, you know, multivitamin, but not necessarily a whole line full of supplements. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would kind of not necessarily, and here I go, it, it'd be getting- I was going to say, are you giving me excuses again? Good at it. I'm telling you, I, I can do that pretty well. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it would be something that I just haven't really pursued. Um, you have uh, another um, item that I've been kind of selling, which is uh, a therapy stick. Um, I have the copyrights to a small compa or, uh, com a stick that you can break down. Um, and it's uh, like the Goscu sticks that you may have seen. I'm, I'm sure that you've been familiar with James, those roller sticks, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. like a few handles and then the white dowels that are in the middle. Um, I have a copyright to where it's uh, one that can collapse and fit into your pocket that I kind of sell in the gym um, as a, a side gig um, yep. that I love to promote too, that I need to promote. I mean, that I'm working on getting that out into Facebook too and getting that out to market. 
um, besides just here locally or here in the gym. Mm -hmm. uh, but that would be something that is my, we'll call it my side gig. Um, that would be more along the lines of wanting to promote that rather than something that I don't necessarily stand behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, knowing how to run Facebook ads for that is another thing, you know, like that's important too, because that's something you can sell nationwide, worldwide, you know, whatever you want. So that's huge. You know, word of mouth only goes so far, especially with a product like that. So definitely a lot of opportunity there as well. Um, so now one thing I always like to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to just throw that little bite bite in there. It's the click and roll. If I didn't say that, so just oh, yeah. my own eyes, <laughs> since I'm here, might as well take the opportunity. It's called might the click. As well. There you go. Okay. Might as well. We've got 20,000 subscribers. So there it is. A couple times if you want. <laughs> click and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so I always like to ask about a piece of advice for somebody who's considering going their own way, doing their own thing, opening their own facility. What would that be? What's one of the most important things that you've learned throughout your time in the industry and in ownership? Stay committed. That's it. Just stay committed. You know, if this is really what you want to do, stay committed. Um, you, there's, it's an ebb and flow game. Um, it, it's not, I mean, I guess for some, it, it, it's consistent, uh, positive revenue or not positive revenue, but a consistent flow of people coming in. Um, but you know, you're, I, for me, what I've seen is just the game ebb and flows. There's some months that are just fantastic. And there's some months that are just a little bit more quiet um, and just to ride them out, not to take it kind of too personal one way or the other and just kind of play the average that way. Um, and, and just see it through and last would be to be able to adjust. Mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes we start something with a concept and if you're rigid with that concept, it might limit you in potential to sustain with whatever you're trying to do. I'm not saying necessarily completely have a complete change of guard, but I would say being willing to adjust within a range of what you do and not to be too rigid with the conception. Yeah, right. Adaptability is huge. Yes. Um, not being so stuck in your ways that you're just completely against adapting with the industry because it, it is constantly changing and growing and there's a lot of a lot of movement within the industry. So keeping up with that is is huge. Being able to adapt and keep going, keep pushing forward. Not necessarily so. chase the next next shiny object, but to be able to adjust a little bit within the range of what you do, not just mm -hmm. to stay rigid within. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Definitely agree with that. All right. So as we start to wrap up, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, on social media, it would be push dynamic training. So it'd be push P U S H D T.com. That would be where my website would be. And the same for Instagram would be push dynamic training, push DT, push P U S H D T. Um, and Instagram the same. Perfect. Right, Facebook the same, sorry. All right. And do you have uh, social media for Click and Roll? And I'm getting that together as we okay. speak. <laughs> yeah, so no, but then there will be. So hopefully by the month's time or maybe when this comes to surface, I will have that Click and Roll and have it all set up and ready to rock and roll. Perfect, literally. 
But yeah, yeah, literally roll. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and that would be click and roll or C in roll C in R uh, roll. So click and roll. Perfect. All right. Awesome. So Scott from Push Dynamic Training in San Jose, California. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you, Bree. Thank you for taking the time to promote me and help me out. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.